Bass Life Podcast, Episode 9. In this episode, we talk to Trevor Thompson. Trevor is a former Navy SEAL who was also a member of the Navy SEALs uh, competitive skydiving team, the Leapfrogs. Be sure to check out the show notes for this one as uh, Trevor's got some really interesting sponsors to include Aero 3 and 30 Seconds Out. As always, we'd really appreciate your feedback, so uh, reach out to us and tell us how we can improve or tell us what you want to hear about, and uh, we'll do our best to accommodate. One quick editor's note, uh, we had some technical difficulties at the beginning of the conversation with uh, reaching Trevor and with the uh, Wi-Fi or data connections, so uh, if you want to fast forward through some of the complications, just go ahead and move it on up to like 20-ish minutes, and then the... uh, the actual conversation starts. All right, thanks. Enjoy. Three, two, one. See ya. You're listening to Peace Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. All right, we're recording. What's up, Ben? <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> All right, welcome to the Bass Life Podcast in the studio. Here we got me, Randy, we got Brian, we got Ben, and uh, here in a second we're going to give Trevor Thompson a call. Is he still doing the thing? No, he's out. And we might get a special uh, cameo visit from Arlette. Oh, nice. Hey, Ben, man. Good. Just down on the continent, man. Yeah. Just just getting dysentery. Well, I mean, you got a couple of pounds you could lose there. <laughs> you, yeah, ain't no 12, you, you ain't no 12% right now. That's right. No, I yeah. bet I am. I am. <laughs> I'm still double. Uh, yeah, you uh, you were in Spain recently too, right? The Skydive Sevilla? Skydive yeah, Spain? we went out, we went out and did Sevilla? a flight one at Skydive Sevilla, and it was beautiful weather and beautiful people and awesome food, and the drop zone was great. Um, the flight one guys were great. I think all around just had a really good time. I learned a lot. I, I didn't expect to get as much out of it as I did because it was their, their kind of like one-on-one course and I was wrong. I got, uh, I got a ton out of it and who taught it? Uh, three guys, um, a guy named Cam King, uh, a guy named Keith and I'm going to blank Keith's last name right now. Sorry, Keith, uh, who was like their crew expert. And then uh, my buddy Johnny Minos, which was pretty cool because I did not know that he was he was going to be out there for that. Nice. So it was kind of cool. He was he was one of the original guys to. He's one of the original people to chew me out for doing dumb stuff at the drop zone. You never forget those people. No, they saunter out, you know, real slow. You can tell by the way they're walking that they're just going to put their hand on your their shoulder, your shoulder and kind of like look down at the ground like, hey, buddy, if you want to live longer than, like, tomorrow, you stop doing what you just did. And you're like, <laughs> ah, shit, okay. And you take one out of the uh, luck jar and put it in the experience jar. Yeah. But you only have so many coins in the luck jar. Yeah. What's that What's that, the, that saying? Good judgment? Uh, Good initiative, bad judgment? No, it's like... <laughs> Good judgment comes from lots of experience, and most of that comes from bad judgment. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Brian and I were just in Munich at Fly Station 
dot de did three hours of time with uh, Alex Amard from Satori Factory. It was amazing. Yeah, Super we gotta get sweet. down there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Alex took us from like, I mean, we still we're still uncoordinated little babies, but we're crawling now. You know, like we're <laughs> we're doing stuff on our backs. We're getting pretty comfortable with some transitions and uh, trying anyway. Yeah, like when you watch our first video and our last video, it's you're like, yep, yep. That's that's three hours oh, with, yeah. a, with a wizard, and uh, <laughs> clearly, so. Good times. Yeah, Brian was showing me that before we, before we kicked on the, the microphones. Some hot body, body suit action. Yeah, dude, those suits, man, tight, so tight, <laughs> super tight, <laughs> like almost uncomfortably so. No, I, I was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Are they are they that tight? Yes. So that you can literally, like, once they turn the air up, you can literally fly all your surfaces. Like, is there a point where you're on your head and he's like, now engage your scrotum a little bit. You got to get that that dick bulge out there in order to like, you know really find center with this move. Well, you can definitely like carve on your on your penis. <laughs> but so the skin tight suit is so that you're truly flying your body. You're, you're not cheating with any any fabric. Um, and any input you make. Well, I, I mean, is, that begs the question of why aren't you flying in something that you would see a WWF wrestler wearing into the ring? One of those little. Well, we're, we're, we're more like, uh, um, just fly your skin. You're, we're more like power Rangers. Like that's the, the suit, but it, the skin gives more because mm-hmm. so, these, these suits, while they're somewhat spandexy, they're also like Cordura. Brian's yeah. answering my question seriously. Well, and what that <laughs> is why we are not naked in the tunnel. That and I, and I, I don't get naked for free. <laughs> no, you're going to pay them yeah. $700 an hour to do it. <laughs> Basically. But, uh, no, but we'll so do the, it with clothes on. So with the skin-tight suit, like you, all, you have to have perfect uh, technique. Otherwise, you don't get the power and you don't get the response that you're looking for. Mm. Whereas like, if you have um, a looser suit, then you can kind of cheat and be not be as uh, precise in your movements. Do you ever feel like those guys that do that stuff a lot though? Like that's what they say, but in reality they just want to wear shit that's painted onto them. And well, that's I, the only way to get away with it. So I did an hour in December just with my, my old free fly suit uh-huh. and uh, it's got, it's got a decent amount of drag. I mean, it's, it's, free it's fly baggy suit from like 2011. So things have changed a little bit. And, uh, I thought I was doing pretty good, you know, with my one little hour. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be, I'll be all right coming in, you know, just a month later. Uh, no, nah. in, in the skin tight suit, like everything, it was like almost, it's like, I knew how to skydive. I just had to not be lazy, you know? Yeah. Well, you didn't have the dick bolts throwing you off before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Now you've got this Carbon rudder there. just yeah. I've got taking you in the wrong direction. Why do I have a built-in left turn? Because <laughs> you lilt to the right. <clears throat> it yeah. is opposite. Should we uh, try and give Trevor a call? Yeah, let's call mm-hmm. Trevor. Yeah. I haven't talked to Trevor in two and a half years, I think. Mm. It didn't work, Randy. Uh, let me message him. Fail...
But yeah, tight suits. Tight suits and tight poopers. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, strutting around in my skin-tight suit. Yeah, it was fun. Took took a little bit of getting used to, but you know, like a little bit, a little bit self conscious at first. <laughs> Dude, when are they gonna start coming out with jumpsuits that uh, are modeled with the little like, you know, vented areas the way that every single pair of chicks yoga pants are? Do you really get that wind in there? Vented? What? You know, you know, like girls' yoga pants these days. They all have those little designs where there's parts cut out that are, you can see their skin through mesh. Don't don't act like you haven't noticed this, Brian. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No, why are you guys looking at me for this <laughs> deciding vote? There's only three people in here. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, man. I was going to yeah. say Brian's. I think Brian's crazy, messing with right? you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's joking. Okay, so can you see skin or is it just mesh? He, he answered the he answered the tight suit question seriously, so I figured he was he was answering that one seriously too. <laughs> Yep. I'm having I mean, a hard time reading you right now. I'm going to have to look up the uh, yoga pants. Yeah, this is where mesh. I want to say, pull that shit up, Jamie. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> when we get a Jamie, then we've, we've when, arrived. <laughs> when, when we plug the projector in to the laptop here. So I got to gotta tell you guys, have I told you my story about those mesh pants? Mm-mm. So I was living with a dude who was an artist in and, and a skydiver and had, uh, that's irrelevant, but, uh, he had a bunch of tattoos and we were sitting around one day talking about making, we were doing yoga at the time because I had, my knees were really hurting and he convinced me to go to yoga for the scenery. And <laughs> I went, I was like, you know, people like me don't do yoga. You know, I'm straight. I didn't know anything about yoga. And I went and I was like, yeah, not alpha only male athlete, you know, I mean, not even that just, you know, yeah, I just, we do I was some brought high, up in a culture that you don't do, do some yoga. high knees and get out yeah. on the field. Yeah. Girls in yoga pants do yoga. So I, I got to say I was wrong about yoga. It was awesome. It was a great workout and my, my knees stopped hurting. And then you know, one day after one of these classes, we're sitting around, we're like, dude, we should get, uh, we should like get some yoga pants and, and cut designs into them for people with tattoos so that you could see the tattoos through thin mesh, you know, you could make them custom for people. And then of course, as 25 year olds will do, we were like, nah, we should drink beer instead. Yeah. And be awesome and not do that at all. And then 10 years later, I see every girl in the entire world owns five pairs or $4,000 worth of Lululemon (laughs) pants that have, Mesh have, cut into them. And they have mesh cut into them. Which isn't exactly the idea we had, but it's it's pretty damn close. I feel like we would have evolved that at some yeah. point, you know? I'm I'm trying Trevor again. Yoga he, I mean Trevor's probably got a pair of those yoga pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Trevor's definitely wearing yoga Brandon? pants. Trevor, can you hear us? Trevor. Can you hear us? Hello. Hello, Trevor. What? Yeah. Oh. Hello. We hear you guys. Can you hear us? Hello. Trevor. Aroha. Can you hear us? 
Yes, I can hear you now. Yo, how, how's it going, Trevor? Good. Are we on uh, speaker with Arlette? No, I can, I'm trying to put it on speaker. Ah, okay. Trevor, can you ask Arlette a question real quick? It's Ben. What? Why you try to figure that out? Also, ask Mul- Arlette a question. Start multitasking now. <laughs> He's already driving. Yeah. <laughs> Mess with his phone. Uh, <laughs> you should be doing this with your eyes closed. Can you hear us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we hear you. Can you hear us, Arlette? Yeah, very quietly, but I think that's just because we're driving. Mm. Ah, so. Cool. Well, hey, you are being recorded on the Base Life podcast, and you got... Oh, God, we're being recorded. Right. Oh, my God, we're being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> you activated the camera on your phone, too, so yeah. we can see you guys. There you go. Wave to the camera. Waving to the camera, but there's no camera. Wave the camera? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Hello. Well, I thought that's. Well, your head is like uh, vibrating on the phone. That's close enough. (laughs) Cool. So, uh, you guys get your uh, morning coffee? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had morning coffee and a morning base jump. Yeah, San Diego. That's that's what I was actually yeah, referring we're just to. Driving back. <laughs> nice. Is, what what sort of jump was it? Uh, so it was like a short little like hundred and fifty ish foot jump. So for you people over in you know European land that use the correct measurement system, uh, what is that like forty something meters? Forty meters. It's just tiny little cliff. Up north on the beach. That's pretty. Fun. Sounds terrifying. Up north on the beach. Something you would you would hate. Yeah. Brian would never jump it, and you would probably hate it too. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Probably. I'd do it like out of just my own pride and ego, but I'd be scared the whole time. It's okay. We know that you're tough. Uh oh. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Oh Lord! There you are. Oh God! This became Japanese pandas. <laughs> I know how much you love low stuff. I climbed the antenna with you. Remember? Yeah, I was the last one up. I was like you guys are like waiting for me. Randy would was, do it naked so he could fly his body that properly. Was, that was yeah, that was that was a fun trip. You're, you're kind of cutting out buzzing. Mm. It's that so that. What is that? 5G in California by now? Hello? Can you hear us? Get to a hipster bucks. Are you still there? Yeah, we hear you. Do you hear us? Get to Wi Fi now. No, no. We we hear you just fine. Can you hear us? Do you hear us fine? Yeah, it just got really soft. Okay. Yeah, but what about yep. your phone? Uh, I, I think it just got soft. How? A lot of distance for this. Will you guys be? Uh, will you guys be at your place soon? Would we be what? I would say if you're, you're going to be at your place soon, we could just like call you on give, Wi-Fi. Give it, yeah, five ten minutes or. Yeah, that, that, that's probably a better idea because if you give us like 
15, maybe, yeah, 15 ish, maybe 20 minutes, then uh, I'll let you know and we'll be right back on Wi Fi. All right. Yeah. That's probably better. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah that works. The, the cell service is coming and going. Yeah, that's got to be what's cutting out because uh, I'll be on Wi Fi then. Yeah. Be yeah, and I'll, I'll just splice this all together. All right. It'll be a nice, clean edit. Probably not, but we'll make Perfect. it work. <laughs> probably not. That's okay. Yeah. All good. <laughs> All right, Sweet. Shoot, shoot, shoot us a note. Shoot us a note when you're yeah. on Wi-Fi. We'll, we'll call you back. All right. For sure. Yeah, it'll be right away. Cool. Miss Bye. You. She's like, Just miss you. Hang on. Please rate the quality of that call. Uh, I'm gonna give you like two stars. One star. Fuck you. Submit. Uh, yeah. If you can't, if you can't stay along, it's cool. We can. That's all right. Sort it out. I'll still be here till like. I'll yeah. still be here for a half hour. Yeah. Do we want to suspend this recording? Yeah. All right. Well, before we suspend it, should we put a little bit of uh, Stone Mountain 64 in it? Have you guys heard of Stone Mountain 64? Plug it. Yeah, just plug it in. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, we were reviewing some stuff the other day, and um, you always want to be, be that guy that can multitask. And uh, we were looking up videos of multitasking, and this guy came up. And I just thought this dude is a role model. I mean, he's a role model. Okay. In so what regard? He's a he's a competitive, uh, competitive um, battlefield player. Hmm. Battlefield, like the game. Okay. And um, I mean, this dude is able to. Uh, I mean, just listen to this shit. Squadron. I'm moving in from north northeast sector. Uh, I'm gonna be helping you boys out moving in on this objective as commanding officer for this mission. Lieutenant Cortez sent <laughs> so me in. Uh, definitely the best. Of the is this a video here. game or is this real? It's a video there. game. Charlie Squadron, you copy over. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have confirmation. Yankee Oscar Lima Oscar moving in from south southeast sector now. I'm Everything he's saying, Yankee Oscar Lima actually real. It's correct <laughs> inside the Negative. game. Do not silence my comms channels. I'm commanding officer for this mission, soldier. <laughs> moving in on the beach now. Charlie oh, Bravo squadrons this? rally no. on my point. Mark Foxtrot on waypoint. After that, actually, we'll Jesus Christ. Hard copy. Over. <laughs> it's so, so good. He makes the sound of his mouth. Life. This reminds me of Leroy Jenkins. Take you, soldier. Do not silence comms channels. <laughs> Dude, I don't know about that. Like, you respect my orders, soldier. Fall in line. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> How high are you right now? Commanding officer. That guy's needed. Contact! One EKIA in the AO! Stay with me, soldier! Stay up! Here's a making pepper cell phone! Who is this motherfucker? We gotta splice that in when we do a block kid episode. Stone Mountain Unit 64! All in line and rally on my waypoint! Alright. We have hostile parachuting from South Southeast Sector. We don't have to watch Alpha this all night. Has been armed. Okay. Yeah, you can. Do the thing. Yeah, do the thing. That, that was thing? awesome. <laughs> all, right. all right, thanks, oh. Ben. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're, we're gonna try to get Trevor our life. Uh, YouTube that.
It's so funny. This dude has so What's it many called? of them. Is, this Stone is where... Uh, 64. Oh, Stone. Is that going to get us kicked off YouTube? Jesus. <laughs> that, that's the first thing that came up. <laughs> We're not even on YouTube, so... <laughs> no threats. It's so good, dude. <clears throat> All right. We'll be back. All right, round two uh, with Trevor. It's using sign language? Uh, yeah, over the phone for a podcast. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Hello? 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 Trevor? Hello? Hey, can you hear us? Yes. Sweet. Yay. Round two. All right. How are you yeah. doing, bro? I'm pretty good, man. Got home. Just going through pictures, and that's about it. That's nice. not weird at all. <laughs> yeah, just some cool shit. Just doing, doing stuff and things. Stuff and things and so, drinking coffee. So before technology uh, rudely interrupted us, uh, you and Arlette were coming back from a little jump, a little cliff. Yeah, a little cliff, a little seaside cliff, you know, a little fog in the morning. Had a little uh, quiche after that. Yeah, that's a that's a terrible Thursday. Yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> so, uh, I had to go do a jump by the beach, and uh, you know Brian was barefoot. It was horrible. Nice. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? What's uh what's new, man? I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, uh, it's been a little while, huh? I'm trying yeah. to think the last time we was, were. Uh, was it Brento? I think it was. I think it was Brento because before that it was uh, when we were when we hit that antenna. Yeah. And uh, the helicopter chased us, and then. Um, that was a good time. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could just leave out exactly where we were, but um, that was that was a fun. Yeah, because Arlette, yeah, we we were kind of on this uh, before the technology went bad, but um, yeah, Arlette was teasing me because I was the slow climber on the going up the antenna. It's okay. Freestanders are scary. It's okay. Right? Yeah, I, I think I can count on one hand how many antennas I have. Well, you know, I mean, that was uh, like there aren't that many freestanders that jumpers do, anyways. Like enough so where um, I went with Charlie one time, and he thinks that that was his first freestander, am, and he's been jumping a long time. So mm. yeah, it's not yeah. super common. He's super it's old. <laughs> You're talking about Dr. Charlie? Yeah. He, he's yeah, a, yeah. We need to get him on here. Does anyone actually know that he's a doctor? Yeah. <clears throat> has anybody actually seen him? In that's what I mean. Like, has anyone seen his degree or like talked to anyone else that was in his med class or no, ever gone to the hospital? Box. Just like my Trident. It's the same place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I kind of think he's making it up. <laughs> <laughs> All I hope these years. Because he's coming to Baffin with us as our medical professional. Trevor, uh, I had a line over or a, uh, attention knot <clears throat> last year and, uh, off high nose and spun myself into the ground. And do you know what, uh, Dr. Charlie did to clear me? Uh, no, I want to know though. He, uh, he had me move my neck around, which I know is an acceptable, it's an accepted medical practice to clear an, the C spine. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, Oh, he's going to have me. He had me just look left and I'm like, I can yeah. touch my chin to my shoulder. And then I'm expecting him to be like, you know, look up slowly. And instead he's like, yeah, I just wanted you to see how much uh, cow shit you're laying in. 
<laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll go and could, I'll clear the rest of my C-spine myself. And then as soon as he ran up, instead of doing any kind of like DCAP BTLS or anything, he just grabs my dick to see if I have a priapism. What? That's just an excuse. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, he's just the touchy feely type of doctor. I'm just saying, is anyone sure he's really a doctor? <laughs> Or, or is he just running around? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a sprinter van, and he lives in a nice house. That's not something that, that necessarily makes you a doctor, though. Is that is that going to be the new Kevin Spacey of the base world? <laughs> <laughs> Topical? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed it. Now. No, but, but mostly because I felt like I was being treated by a doctor. Maybe, maybe seven years from now, you might, you know... I'll go on the record as saying true. he's never touched me inappropriately. So no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. He was unthorough by leaving out a digital rectal exam. I mean that is mm. absolutely trauma protocol. His, his loss, huh? I mean, he would have found out it's tight. <laughs> <laughs> so Trevor. So Trevor. <laughs> All right. So on top of jumping and doing fun things for breakfast. Yeah. What what else are you up to? Yeah, bro. Because like, you guys all over the place. Instagram would would lead me to believe that you're like at the gun range every day, like doing like pew pew squats. Stuff. Yeah, lots of squats. Yeah, you know, um, I probably wasn't doing like you were just doing there with your finger, and you were pulling a little finger trigger. Pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've been teaching uh, tactics and small arms gunfighting. Um, Kind of the same stuff I did when I was in the teams with a guy that was a third group special forces guy, um, a friend of mine, Johnny Primo. And we've also been teaming up with some other third group guys and a couple guys that used to be at CAG, uh, which for those of you listening that don't know, is what Delta Force became. Civil uh, Affairs and, Group? I think it's yeah. Civil Affairs. <laughs> Civil Affairs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's combat applications groups. Um, but... Uh, yeah, we teach small arms uh, tactics, mostly to SWAT, Border Patrol, um, uh, sheriffs, county deputy, like sheriffs, deputies, uh, marshals, guys like that, and then the occasional civilian uh, non-law enforcement that just wants to be a more proficient shooter and a, a safer weapons handler. But uh, I, I do a couple courses a month. Very cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's rewarding. Yeah, it's cool to be able to teach some of the stuff that I used to do. And then uh, beyond that, I've been doing, I still do demonstration jumps. I still, uh, maybe one or two a month if I can do them. And I've been working closely with Todd at Apex, uh, Robbie at Phoenix Fly. And I just started working with a couple uh, Southern California and West Coast-based companies, uh, like sponsorship, lifestyle, direction. Fun. So you're bored. Yeah. Bored as shit. Yeah, pretty bored. You know, lots of staring at walls, lots of uh, sitting at a desk. No. That would kill me. <laughs> yeah, w- wondering what you're doing with your life. I do that anyway, but that's right. usually after a heavy night of drinking. <laughs> Mine's usually like right at, uh, actually, I had this a lot, this thought a lot when we were jumping together back in uh, Aloha land, but, um, we, uh, I would be like, what decisions in my life have I made that have led me to this outside climb with this weird little ladder thing and this dude I barely know 
waiting at the top because like remember you couldn't get the door unlocked to let us all up so next thing i know like i'm looking at brandon like i don't even know how to tie this knot i i'm not like a regular climber and that was this wasn't part of the plan like i don't want to (laughs) go next thing i know i'm like outside the building like on this little ladder like what is going on here like this is not what i signed up for supposed to be in charge of this i'm not supposed to actually do it right no i'm the mouth breather that has to like tackle the security guard yeah no i'm the one that like you know (laughs) i'm the fall guy i got it everyone else here is bringing a skill to the table i'm just here and i'm I'm okay with a canopy you know so i i know my role (laughs) lay in front of the security right to uh to see your reaction when i got up on the roof and went over to the door that we couldn't get unlocked. And then there was a, a, like a five foot space up there. And I was looking inside at the other door. And I'm like, yeah, even if I get this one open, I think that one's locked too. And ran over and I'm like, I think I'm stuck up here. You guys are going to have to climb up after me. Yeah. <laughs> and looking up like, that looks like bullshit. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and Brandon had to, uh, he was ground crew. So he had exfil before we could even jump. And then you guys made me open it. I was like, wait, I, I did absolutely nothing here. Now you're going to let me go first. Like <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Well, yeah. I mean, we weren't sure how long you were going to take to leave. So right. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, okay. Get off. I'm, I'm the variable in this, in this situation. So like, you don't want oh, me like, we, yeah. We weren't worried. <laughs> Yeah, but you knew you could go boom, boom, like right after me. So like there, you knew there wouldn't be any hesitation if I went first. Don't leave this yeah, poor exactly. guy up on top of a building by himself. Right. Well, there's, I, I wanted to be anywhere but on top of that building at that point. So it was like, yeah, there was no hesitation when they said go. <laughs> yeah, none of us could tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, while we're on it, my other, so that, that was one of my favorite jumps for sure. Um, this is, this is kind of a trend when we get to talk to people, I get to tell them one of my favorite jumps involving them. But, uh, my, I think this was my last building. In fact, um, we did the, uh, twin towers, uh, three on one side, four on the other. And it was, um, you, you, me, Arlette, Brandon, Gage, um, Andrea uh, and Kyle. And yeah. one of his buddies, one of G- Gage's friends. Uh, no, uh, Gage's no? friend stayed at the bottom and, and, and oh, okay. shot video. Yeah. Um, That's right. Phone with Kyle, like counting three, two, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was on. So I had already jumped the other tower. So I I went on the the narrow side uh, to get the the other one, and um, it was me, uh, Patrick, and. Um, uh, gauge and then Brandon Arlette and you, you guys were all on the other side and uh, yeah perfect like three two one like the last two jumpers were counting it off so we were all jumping simultaneously um, but yeah now yeah, kind of giggling over the phone to each other right uh, but now like Brandon and Gage are both gone and you know, yeah uh, and Patrick's uh, pretty banged up so I saw him a couple days ago he's walking around running around now is he doing all right yeah, yeah, he's doing pretty good. Uh, he's basically back to, you know, as angry as he was before. Sure. Yeah, I definitely owe him a message. But, um, but that yeah, that was, jump. that was a fun jump. I think I'm pretty sure that was my last building. Like, I, I you know, because I, I pretty much left, like, because I, I, I was only back in Hawaii for a month. 
And that's right. That, that's that base boogie. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, because it, it was in conjunction because uh, you were out there with the Leapfrogs for yeah, the Kaneohe Bay uh, Air Show. Yeah, I think we did more. We did a couple buildings, remember? Yeah, and then uh, Arlette, Arlette got to jump out of the uh, CH fifty three with me and the uh, uh, flying Leathernecks. That's right. Arlette yeah. got to jump an aircraft that I still haven't jumped out of. Right. Ooh. That that's the only military aircraft I've ever jumped out of. Like, yeah. which kind of sounds funny, still, but uh, he still taunts me about it. Right. I've never jumped out of forty seven, but she has. She said it's the scariest jump ever. Yeah, that's funny because, like, literally, I just took Arlette up to Colonel Bates and I was like, uh, sir, this is Arlette. She's one of my friends. She's a base jumper. Um, do we have room? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's, like no, no, no big deal. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. Oh. Right? <laughs> but, yeah. Good times. Yeah, it was good, man. That was uh, it was a lot of fun. Like that kind of capped off uh, a lot of jumping for me in Hawaii because you know, like I had been there before. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot with uh, with the other two, like Sith Lords, and uh, I think that ended up being my like fiftieth building in uh, mm-hmm. in town there. Not my fiftieth total, but like my fiftieth yeah, just... and. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to be able to do that, especially because it was impromptu and uh, like you get to you get to do some pretty cool shit, like traveling around the world, you're being with the base community. Like, yeah, it, it's cool to be able to do that, man. And it, you know, like we get to on the back end share stories like this, which is really rad, right? Like, you know, that it happens. You know, it's like that's why you do it. It's not for the you know three seconds before the exit when you're counting to yourself or over the phone to some dude. You know, yeah. and it's not for the fall or you know one minute of wingsuiting it, it's before and after <clears throat> and wait you know? yeah i think brian yeah. just cleared his throat but uh yeah that was um yeah it was a lot of fun yeah but, so while while uh for anyone listening that may be not familiar with the leapfrogs that's the uh navy seals uh demonstration skydiving team right yep uh they're very similar to the Golden Knights for the uh, army, yeah. Um, the Red Devils in England, um, the plaid jackets or the maple leaves in Canada, or no, Skyhawks in Canada. Um, I'm just naming off some other right. demo teams. Yeah, so a lot of many services in many countries have uh, demonstration skydiving teams that travel around and, and jump into events and whatnot. Um, do you have any like favorite uh demos or um? moments i don't i've never i've never been well i guess i have been paid to skydive but i haven't been paid to travel in skydive so that um yeah i, uh, I was I always like super jealous while you're on the team um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I i can never really repay all the knowledge that i picked up on the jump team and it was because of jumps that i got to do so that's why i like being able to teach and pass on information and if anybody ever runs into me feel free to ask me questions and it's because of shit like, uh, like one super memorable one was I jumped a 1,500 square foot flag, um, which is, let me think about how big that would be. I think I know which one you're talking about. Uh, it's gigantic. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I ended up doing it a bunch of times um, during the course of my last year on the team. 
But one of the first times I did it was in a stadium that had about 80,000 people in it. And you're the last jumper down and you're jumping onto a, you know, something that's really, it's a tight little space, a football stadium. And there's kind of nowhere to go. And when you commit to it, you're, you're super committed. And it's crazy being able to hear other people screaming at you from thousands of feet over the stadium and looking down. And that's, it's the only spot that you have to hit. That's it. You can't go anywhere else. There is no missing. There is no out. Yeah. Uh, that was super memorable. And then uh, another really memorable one for me was uh, jumping at a Formula One race and landing with the flag on turn one before the race started uh, because I think it was 51 million people were watching that. So, wow. Whoa. Yeah, it was, a, it was a wild thing to get told. We, we were told that after the fact. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, that was live broadcast of 51 million people. Right. That, maybe that's the kind of thing I would want to know after the fact, you know? Like, yeah. You know, you, I, think, I think I was happy to You, know you got enough things that. going through your head as it is, you know? Like, Yeah, you know, but like, uh, I think while I was at the team, I did 500-plus um, uh, demonstration jumps. So it's, um, it's something that's really cool to do. It's an exceptional opportunity to be able to share what parachuting is to people that maybe they'll never see it again. Um, and maybe they've never seen it before. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking rad to like right. jump and listen to eighty thousand, a hundred thousand. Some cases, like the race, there's like two hundred plus thousand people there screaming. It's absolutely insane. Do you ever have anything like embarrassing happen, like in front of a huge uh, crowd? Oh yeah, a couple times. Uh, Two times in particular that were really bad. The first one was at the Red Sox on 4th of July. Um, I was the first jumper in, and we have a set pattern just for safety. That's just we pick the predominant wind direction, and Red Sox is a um, the stadium there. Fenway is a baseball stadium, so you usually land foul pole to foul pole. That's about the longest length of the stadium, which is still really really short. <laughs> I came in. And- <laughs> Halfway into my final, the wind switched, and it was hot and humid out. And mm. I flips in front of, uh, I think, like 79,000 people on national TV Ooh. before the game started. And you can hear it on the replay. It's like, yeah, yeah, ooh. <laughs> pause, and I stand up, and they go, yeah. <laughs> Like, I think I broke my hip. I think I broke my hip. I think I broke my hip. <laughs> walk it off, walk it off. <laughs> walk, 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 walk. And I got off the field and laid down. That hurt a lot. <laughs> and uh, I did it again on 4th of July a year later in Arrowhead Stadium during an NFL game mm. at halftime with the flag. Oh, no. So I guess 4th of July is uh, just my time to get hurt. Right. So if you're ever jumping with me on 4th of July, try and come in. Right. Pretty pretty sure you're not the only American getting hurt on 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, but, you know, uh, maybe one of the few on national TV. But right. But you, you did a flag jump with uh, – was you had half the flag, right? You're, and uh, Andy Stump flew Andy over the, uh, the top of it in a wingsuit, right? Yeah. So um, Andy Stump is another prior SEAL. Uh, he actually put me through buds about – what, 10, 11 years ago. Um, he and I are friends. We base jump together. We wingsuit together. And we've been wingsuiting a bunch together. And the team had been practicing this flag down plane where we get in a biplane 
And then the guy on the top hands down the weight of the flag, which weighs about 30 pounds, and that big flag is 1,500 square footer. And he hands it to that guy. They split apart. Now we are flying along two canopies with a flag between us, a horizontal. And we're like, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And Andy came that day, and he's like, you think I could fly between it? I'm like, yeah, man, let's, let's give it a shot. Let's use, like, gates. So, uh, yeah, we'll use, like, gates. So we did it with a small flag, and he flew over us. And then we're like, that worked phenomenally. Let's do it again. And so we got the big flag out, we flew it, and he split us, and he was maybe three feet over the bridle that separated me and the other guy. Wow. <clears throat> the center of that thing. And he was close enough where the flag rippled from the, uh, the turbulence wake. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the, uh, the, video. the uh, pictures and the video. Yeah, that was sick. That, that one kind of went viral. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can find the show notes for that, or put that in the show notes. Yeah, so, I can, so uh, people can access it. You can't find it. So when are you guys coming back to Europe? Uh, sometime this summer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, last year we did uh, France and Switzerland. Yeah, but uh, what about Munich? We did. Was it last year we saw you at Brinto, or do we no, miss you? We missed you this year, the most recently. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, we did that like South France trip where we jumped. Verdun and all the other stuff mm-hmm. like we've accumulated as many exit points as possible nice. yeah it was pretty cool man uh, well this year we'll have to get together and maybe do some you know uh, the wingsuiting thing yes or, or, the, or that tunnel flying thing yeah or the tunnel flying. Ooh, so brand, brand, brand new tunnel in Munich yeah we just did three hours with uh, Alex Amard from Satori Factory it was uh, amazing yeah, you guys looked really snazzy in your suits. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. Borrowed suits <laughs> with f- some other guy's funk. Right. I don't, I don't look in the oh, armpits. Oh, man, that was, oof, oof. Uh, yeah. Some that was, that was the, uh, yeah, that was the, the house suit, so to speak. You know, it got passed around Ooh. a little bit. House gemacht. Uh, oh, dare. Yeah. Oh, bro. That sounds that, uh, gross. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just imagine somebody like Bam who Someone doesn't else use deodorant. Yeah, there, his essence was on me. Skin maybe, tight. Maybe that's why I was flying so good. Was I? Was someone better than me like left their essence in that <clears throat> suit and it just overcame me. But it's possible. Who knows? I think you can pass that on. But yeah, so tunnel is super fun. It's a lot of fun. And I've been doing a bunch of it too. I mean, nice. uh, I did. 12 hours last year in Russia with Micah and Dave. That's right. Bam Bam was there and uh, Lo was, was there. Yeah. Uh, I, I was super I stoked about that because like uh, Bam Bam, you met Bam Bam um, not with me, just through the, you know, the family and through the community. And uh, yeah. so it's fun to see two people I really care about meet each other, and it, but completely outside of my, my reach you know, or my influence. Yeah. And doing something that like neither one of us had done much of. Yeah. Like a ton of. Um, I learned a lot. It, everybody learned a ton. It was so cool. And then, uh, I took Micah on a building jump on his birthday. Very cool. Yeah. Those are always fun. Like, uh, it was super cold. It was like four degrees outside <laughs> in Russia, in Russia, in, in St. Petersburg. Oh, yes. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we jumped a we jumped a building in Russia. 
What could go wrong? I was going to say, (laughs) they roll you up, they ask you who you are, where you're from, what do you do? Right? What do you do? (laughs) It was hilarious. Oh, man, it was so cold. It was so cold. We've we've all done some sketchy stuff, but... Oof. Hey, we were done with the tunnel flying. It was good. Right? Oh, yeah. So you don't have to worry about losing your time and never being allowed back (laughs) into the country. (laughs) Smart move. Smart move. Yeah. Well, we we both, you know, ate shit in the snow. It was perfect. That's better than concrete. Yeah. I mean, there's concrete under, but it was mostly snow on top. It was Russian snow, though, so it did hurt a little. It always does. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I got to fly a little bit more in the tunnel. I've been trying to fly in the tunnel as much as I can, as much as I can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, How much time do you have now at this point? Uh, maybe 25-ish hours. You know, I've got a day. A day? I've got a day of um, free fall. Um, something in it's there? pretty legit. Yeah, but I did, like, I did half of that in Russia. Gotcha. You know, over the course of 11 days. 12 days, something like that. How much of that stuck the next time you jumped in a tunnel? Um, I'd say 100% of the information and 99% of the flying because nice. maybe six weeks later, uh, Micah came back to the States and he stayed here. Um, and he and I actually wore wingsuits, got having together for, shit, I don't know, maybe a month and a half straight. We did like 100 plus jumps together. Just as friends goofing off um, and some free flying. And then right when you got back, like the day after you got back here to the States, you hopped in the tunnel. I'm like, dude, I haven't been in the tunnel in six weeks since Russia. And he goes, don't worry about it. It'll be better. And literally we got in. The first thing we did was uh, layouts and Eagles and it went perfect. Like, wow. It, it works, nice. man. Like if you do, if you do it right, Sweet. you learn the information from the right people in the right setting um, I think if you get all the basics down specifically of dynamic low speed flying, it sticks, dude. Yeah. And it works. Like recently I was in the tunnel with Alan Sparks, who's a really good tunnel flyer here in the States. And I'm, it's literally taken me, this is not me patting myself on the back. It's, it's me patting Micah and Dave Ray and Alan on the back for what they've taught me dynamic flying. It's taken me 12 minutes to be head down carving at high speed. Like, in the tunnel. So. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's good to hear that. Like, uh, that you retained the information and the experience. Cause, uh, Brian and I have five more, four more sessions with Alex. Uh, We're we're basically taking long weekends once a month. And so we're doing an hour, an hour every day for three, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday until May. God damn it, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, 15 hours yes. spread out across five months for three hours a weekend. Yeah, I'm once so a jealous month. right now. I'm well, like, and going to Munich splits our drive time in half, so I'm like, I'm all about it, you know, because we spend so much time driving right now. Yeah, like, I feel you. Um, and well, then, yeah, it's all highway, too, so we're, we're just cruising. Let's hop in the tunnel when we uh, when we go over there, man. Yeah, Munich. If Munich. Get, get us. Munich. Uh, if we find some dates, you know, like Munch, you, yeah, yeah. Get, uh, Stay with us and and go. We can get some tunnel time, and then maybe yes. we, maybe we can take you down to the valley, and then like then you can split the, off. We we can help with logistics one way or another. You know, I'll bring the Dave Ray. 
Do it. Do it. Fly into Munchen. It's right next to the airport. Munchen. Yeah, I mean, we usually fly in there anyways because uh, Arlette's dad lives in Munich. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, like I, I knew – I couldn't remember where her family was from, yep. but I knew that I knew she had German German family. Yeah, we usually end up flying there and then doing that. Yeah. Um, great town. I've, yeah. We spent a couple of days there each time we go. We spent three days there and saw a tunnel and a hotel room. Right. And a yeah, tunnel that's, that's, and a hotel um, room. That's kind of how my experience in Russia was. People are like, oh, how's St. Petersburg? I, I don't really know. I jumped off a building. <laughs> that's the most I saw the city. Um, so, yeah, not, I don't know. Because yeah. I saw the tunnel and my hotel room and a couple of restaurants for a week and a half. So I get it. I feel you. Yeah, like, like we want to get down into like go see like the brow house and some of the other stuff that Munich has to offer. But like it, we just didn't have what the way our, um, you know, to do an hour in a day, you know, you have to break it up obviously into, into blocks, you know? So, and there was just never enough time to like in between those sessions, like you either wanted to be relaxing or eating, you know, just watching your last session. Yeah, exactly. I I know exactly what you're saying, man. Because when we did our time at the St. Petersburg tunnel, we would show up. We did the, the like the vampire schedule, so uh, we would show up around dinner time, and we wouldn't leave until breakfast. Yeah, you know, we were doing about an hour and change a day, so I get it. It takes a lot of time, cool. but it works, you know. And I, I yeah. think it helps with flying too. Like uh, we just got back from the event in Port Escondido, and um, uh, I was able yeah. to do some head down wingsuit skydives with some of the Aussies, mm-hmm. like Scotty Patterson and yeah. Uh, Fuck Scotty. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. no, the inside joke. There, it's a thing. Um, yeah. That's, that's like saying, Hey, I think <laughs> sorry. Anyways, <laughs> Train wreck. anybody, you don't get what I'm referencing, right? Exactly the fuck Scotty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All four of us know exactly. All what right. You're yeah. <laughs> Still there? Yeah, yeah, we're we're still here. Uh, ben Ben has to take off. Ben, say say goodbye real quick. Ben Ben has to take off. Uh, we uh, we have. It's a little later here. Yeah, hey, I'm sorry, dude. I was trying not to interrupt. My uh, my wife's got yeah. some stuff she needs help with that I promised I'd be back at a at a, a reasonable hour for. But better, uh, it better be knitting. What's that? Better be knitting. Yeah, <laughs> it's slightly more sexual. Yeah, it, they have to bathe, <laughs> bathe the cat. Or... Hey, dude. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys out here and uh, and uh, safe travels and uh, be safe yeah, out yeah, there. Good, good talking. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Later. Yeah, man. All right, so we're we're still here. Uh, Bye, Trevor. Ben. I'm I'm here also. Sweet. Just <laughs> see if I can. Pugs. I haven't gone. <clears throat> yeah, bro. Sweet. We're going to take Ben's sledging, which is the British term for sledding. Yeah. Which is the uh, also British term for almost dying on the mountain by sliding down on sleds. Yeah, it's, it it's looks- terrifying is what it is. but um, it's, it's more dangerous than base jumping. Yeah, it's like... Uh, proximity flying eight inches off the ground uh with sharp turns and no control no, no ability to break really 
Um, huh. Yeah, that sounds smart. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Oh, oh it's, it's so much it's, fun. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll do because we we buy the little train pass and we just keep just running laps, like go as go as high as the train will take us, and then just bomb it back down to the next train stop, and then go back up. Where do you guys do it? Up uh, past Vingen, up and uh, oh, underneath okay. like, the Eiger. Like taking the the train like towards the Eiger Glacier. Yeah, exactly. Take it take it up as high as you can. And this weekend we're gonna we're we're going to a Tino's hut and having. Uh, Probably about twenty of us. We're gonna have some fun. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. The entire hut. About twenty, you know, give or take fifteen. About 14. twenty, but it's thirty-four, so give 34. or take like half. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but uh, we're. Yeah, we're gonna have fondue. R- Randy's oh. never done this before, but no, there's I have. A, I, I, oh, have well, right. I have done Tinos. So yeah. You did. You did Tinos yeah. before. Because la- so Ben hasn't. So what happens is, uh, if you d- so you got like bread and stuff and potatoes that you dip into the fondue, the cheese, melting cheese, and uh, if yes. you don't, uh, if if it doesn't come out, like if you if you dip drop the anything bread in, in the cheese, you have to run around the hut naked. <laughs> Outside, yeah, it's not inside, and and we're in the Alps, so and it's snowing, so it's cold and uh, and well, I entertaining. Really, I hope it's snowing if you're sledding down, right? And, and Brian, that would be a little exceptionally exciting if you were just if it was dry. Yeah, Brian, Brian lost his bread last year. It was Uh-oh. it was a potato, but I owned up to it. I said, yeah, was I got this. The, was this in the long-haired Brian days? This was, yeah. Yeah. So there was like blowing locks as you were running around the hut. That was the only thing keeping me warm. <laughs> yeah, I can I can grow a beard this time around, so it's uh the winter is actually not that bad. Yeah, I've heard. Although it like I've seen Just and month. I was talking to Hughes, like he was saying the snow's been awesome for like speed riding and skiing. Yeah, they I tell you they needed a good season. Uh the tourism is hurt in the Lauterburn and area for the last like three years or so. Snow hasn't been there, but no they're shit. but they're they're having a good one this year. Ah, good deal. Yeah, awesome yeah here, we've all we've done is sledging. Like we haven't actually gone snowboarding or skiing. But to well, be fair, snowboarding we is for kids. But yeah, <laughs> we're also paragliding now. Yep, Ooh. diversifying our skills. I've only been speed flying. Arlette and I both <laughs> It's kind of like Christ. that. It's kind of like that. Yeah. But like slower and more scary, right? Yeah. Well, slower and less <laughs> scary generally. Yeah, but, but you're higher up. Right. But Trevor and I come and, from a similar background where it was like, oh, going, yeah. Going up is scary. Yeah. Get down to a, you know, a double digit canopy, learn to swoop a little bit, and then buy a speed wing. That was, you know, yeah. Well, that, that, that was the guidance back in the day, you know? Is that not the like, progression? That's literally how I did it here in San Diego. That, that's not yeah. what they. That's not what they encourage here in Europe. Yeah. That's Meanwhile, just so you know, Randy still doesn't even like taking his hands off the toggles. I don't. He's man. terrified to take his hands <laughs> I, out of out of the toggles I and even it. like touch his phone. Meanwhile, I'm snapping selfies. Yeah, like I am a, so not taking like, selfies. Yep. And he's like, oh, "Dude, I can't let go of the toggles." Yeah, it's that, uh, well. Randy, just start putting a GoPro on your toe. That way, you don't have to take your hands out of the toggles. Yeah, I'm just like not not doing the. It's I'm having a hard time. It's funny that we have a podcast and I have a hard time with social media right now. Like I just I'm like meh. Uh, like I invest 
a lot into this, and so it's uh, I just don't really give a shit about taking pictures. But well, that's okay. I mean, you're allowed to not give a shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a bad right. business model for Arlette's something that you need more. Yeah, well, maybe. Oh, thank you, Arlette. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. <laughs> If I wasn't following her around taking pictures, she wouldn't have any pictures of herself. Yeah. Well, so thank you because we like all of our pictures too. What a tunnel suit. Let me tell you. Right. Oh yeah. I didn't take that one. Obviously. <laughs> Did you hear that? I might fit into it. If so, I, yeah, if I, mean, I stay on diet. So when we come, you need to wear it because I want to see you with the one pink arm. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure Brian can even get a leg in, in inside Arlette's suit. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. So you guys are liking the paragliding, huh? I mean, yeah, I it's really fun. The, uh, the mountains. Yeah, and so and we're so we're we're. We're looking at it like uh, 2018 is a, like a, a building year. It's a growing year. And uh, we're doing things that are outside of our uh, comfort zone and outside of our experience um, to hopefully invest, like pay into base jumping, if that makes sense. No, that's, you know? that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense just like neurologically too, man, because uh, I'm seeing it with shooting and with all the sports I'm doing right now. Um and, and I've known this from a neuroscience background coming from special operations. Like your brain is doing one of two things at all times. It is either becoming more efficient or it is adapting to a new skill. They, they, they both have benefits and they both have things that they're pulling away from to allow that to happen, right? So mm-hmm. by adapting to a new skill, you're growing new neural pathways that can help you in other things. But while you're becoming efficient, you're learning how to do it better. So become good at it, become efficient, and then try learning something else. Like it's an awesome thing to be doing. It's really cool that you guys are expanding. Yeah, yeah, and we're looking at it the same way. You know, like with um, we want to be safer base jumpers, and we spend a lot of time in the Alps. Generally, if we want to know what's going on with the weather, we go talk to a paraglider. You know, because they, like, they yeah. understand that stuff. So our our logic is, well, why don't we just learn to paraglide? Not, not not so we don't have to go talk to other paragliders, but just so we can do our own assessments, better, more informed in se- assessments of the weather conditions. Mostly the reason I did it was sure. so that I could say no to a four-hour hike up a mountain, mm-hmm. knowing that the weather was going to turn to shit. And then I could watch somebody else be like, oh, I think we're going to get it. And then I, I could sit fun, at the guys. bar, well, drink a beer, and cheers to my paragliding uh, weather. Yeah. Yeah. And with the tunnel, you know, we, we want to have like better awareness and understanding of our bodies in, uh, in the relative wind and just uh, track past the river. Right. Someday. We, you know, cause so that's the other thing is we, we take the wingsuits off in the winter. Cause if you look at, uh, the fatality list, those that weren't flying close to the ground that died probably slipped off an exit. You know, that's, that's the overwhelming majority. So yeah. So, or like, uh, like this winter, you know, they had a fatality because of what they think was cold hands. I oh, I can't imagine. I th- so I hate jumping with gloves, and that's and that's that's a, a tough topic for me. Start like, wearing uh, gloves, Randy. Right? No, no, because like I like the feeling, so I just won't jump 
I mean, if I have like, uh, if I have like the, you know, Riri hands for lack of a better term, uh, then I'm not jumping, you know, it's not happening. Like if you have like the cold lobster claws and you can't really put any pressure down, I get it. You know, like I've done skydives like that that are so cold that I'm like, man, this is going to suck. Yeah. And then like trying to stow your slider and like control your toggles is, is just painful. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. (laughs) So all that goes away with gloves. There's an acceptable level of risk. And in, in the end, it's a fun hobby for most of us. Yeah. But with gloves, like I, I like to have the feeling of the, of the hacky or like the pud, whatever, whether it's a base rig or a sky rig. And so I refuse to wear gloves when I jump, well, uh, when I base jump, when I skydive, yeah, I'll wear them. Cause I, I, I have time to fumble around on a skydive, but not on a base jump. So no, I'm, I'm totally agreement. like I'll hike with gloves. Uh, the only time I have or will like jump with gloves is when I'm having to do like urban stuff. I'm okay. Usually mm-hmm. it's a handheld or, um, like there are scenarios where I'll do it, but yeah, I mean, if there's a, like I can see it, a wingsuit or a tracking suit on, like that's a lot of fabric. It's all over the place that, could cause uh, tactile issues. Yeah. In, and I mean, why are you doing it? Like, it, you know, if you're getting to the point where you're having to modify your gear for the weather conditions, <laughs> yeah. how, how how much risk are you accepting? Well, so that said, so I'm getting ready to go to Baffin Island in less than three, well, about three months. <laughs> so it's going to be negative 40. Yeah. Holy- so we'll, we'll talk to Brian after the fact about that. So, yeah, while you guys talk about not jumping with gloves, there's no see, but, see, fucking Brian, way I'm not jumping with right? gloves. Let, let's back that up. So Baffin Island, that's special use. Like, you're going to be making extreme modifications. <laughs> We're, I'm about he ordered a special <laughs> slider just to, like, slow his parachute down. And right? a 32-inch pilot chute. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, like, small modifications that are just beyond the norm where you think that you're operating inside your own parameters, but you're, you've changed them slightly. You're and adding a variable support that is so definitive in action can be the, the thing that fucks you up. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, as opposed to like major modifications or major changes, you know, like you're wearing mittens or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. <laughs> mittens. <laughs> Mittens, I don't know, but or you know, like a different size slider, different size pilot suit. Like that's something that you're consciously thinking of, like the whole time through, as opposed to say, oh, I just want to wear some gloves because you know it's chilly out and I'm not sure. Everything else is the same. That's the one thing you change. You might fucking forget about it, right? And fumble, you know. And and that's in conditions like, oh, it's a little cold out, or oh, it's like just past freezing. Yeah, in a situation that's not enough to scare you into being cognizant yeah. of the issue. Exactly. Like, you've modified your your conditions and your parameters without changing your cognitive load. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. You know, I, I, more guys would self-identify, guys and gals would self-identify that sort of stuff as opposed to just blowing it off as, ah, whatever. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think, what we would call one of those... Um, Moments where when you, I mean, it's, it's complacency defined complacent in a variable that 
otherwise should be something that you think about, but yeah, you blow off. But, yep. but yeah, so yeah. I will be jumping in mittens and uh, a <laughs> snowsuit, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be terrified as of right now until just after <laughs> the jump. You're welcome. Don't worry. I've been thinking about this since I signed up in like October. Yeah. Oh man. God, when, when well, that when that notice went out, it was. Uh, yeah, I was, I was I was super stoked. Brian Brian jumped on that. Good for you, man. Right. Well, you know, have a have a good time. Uh, wear your mittens and your like Ralphie from A Christmas Story snowsuit. Yeah, I can't um, put my arms down. <laughs> Ralphie, yep. Ralphie. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what what suits I'm actually going to take out there because these giant five thousand foot cliffs. I mean, they're sheer. So, like, at what point? Does a freak really you could fly like miles away? From... Yeah, there would you you just skydive into the middle of the white frozen tundra and have no idea how high or how low you are. But does that I mean, mean take a tracksuit? Like, I guess that could go two ways. Like you could either, well, no, just take what you're you know competent and current on. You know, and if you think maybe a smaller suit is smarter, then become extra current on it. No, become actually current on it and just take that. Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't buy a onesie. Yeah. Because there was no way I was going to be able to put in the time to get super yeah. comfortable flying a one-piece, which has a ton go. of power. And I was yeah, like, like, yeah, I don't, I don't have – I mean, the wintertime is not going to be the time to, to learn how to fly this thing and then Practice. go straight to Baffin. Yeah. yeah. So – so Trevor, what else? Uh, what else you got going on? What's um, what's coming up? No, no, no. Stop um, first. When you say what's going on, tell us more about this working out thing, because it looks like you have been. It's working. Straight up punishing yourself. Are you? Are yeah. you? Are you happy with the like what your body looks like right now? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Arlette gives so, it two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one thumb because she's got her phone in the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> what I've been doing, um, especially now that I'm doing more com- combat training for guys, is I always want to be an asset, never a liability um, in any scenario. And I'm doing so many of these mountain sports as well as training guys in tactical uh, motion and shooting that I went back to what I used to do in the SEAL teams and what kind of um, operator I want to be. And I've kind of learned over the course of almost 10 years in special operations, like how to physically prepare myself for damn near any scenario. So I've slimmed down a little bit. Um, I've been doing a lot more running. I probably do like three to four half marathons um, a week. Jesus. um, A bunch of ruck running, like uh, 25 kilogram ruck, 20 kilo ruck, um, lots of body weight stuff. I've basically stopped lifting super heavy weights. Occasionally I'll do some deadlifting. Um, but essentially I want to be quote unquote, as we used to call it in uh, special operations, like hard to kill. Um, and that isn't just like, Oh, the bad guy can't get me. That's more like, I want to be able to run really fast, run really far, lift heavy things, lift a person 
and not get tired in any of it. Um, and I know I'm kind of an outlier, so I'm able to handle a huge workload, like a really big workload. So that's yeah. your warm up. Like, what's your actual workout like? <laughs> <laughs> Eight ounce curls. No. Ah, gotcha. <clears throat> now, um, yeah, it's, it's, I try and do like a whole lot of cardio, long distance stuff, like heavy workload. And then the next day do sprints, high intensity, and then a little bit of cardio and just do that every day, every day of the week. Um, and I'm essentially just doing that nonstop and then seeing how my body feels. Um, and I've also had some people that we've trained in some of these courses that it's myself and the other guy I'm working with, um, as well as Chris Carnahan, who was also working for Johnny, uh, we've got a couple guys that have been inspired to lose weight and to become healthier human beings, which has really been a catalyst for me putting more of it on my social media. You know, if it inspires one person and anybody else thinks like, oh, that's ridiculous, you're putting that up there. But if one guy loses weight and is healthier because of it, I'll just keep doing it. Uh, keep doing it because I can, yeah. I can read it and my body hurts for you. <laughs> And I think about like how I would feel if I attempted even half of what you're doing. And I, you know, I feel a little exhausted and I, you know, move on with my day. That's good. I just yeah. go lift up a smart car and throw it across the street. Right. Randy. Yes. Well, they weigh about like, eight ounces. Right. As soon as I see your post, I'm like, ah, <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, coming up, I have, I'm going to be running the, Baton Death March oh, Memorial Marathon. Nice. Are you doing? Are you doing weighted or slick? Yeah. So I'm doing the heavyweight division, nice. which is 35 pound ruck. Um, depending on how the team, like I'm doing it with a team of guys. Some of them are ex uh, special operations, also. Um, so hopefully we can run it really fast. I'd like to run it somewhere in the four hour. Tell us. Range. Tell us a little more about this race. Like it's a marathon, right? So it's a marathon. It's 26 miles-ish. Um, the way it works is there's military and civilian divisions. There's uh, a heavy division and a light division. And you're running a marathon in memorial of the Bataan Death March, which um, does that take II, Does that take place in the Philippines? No, it, it takes place in New Mexico, um, which is where they have their memorial at White oh, Sands. Okay, okay. White Sands it's Missile Range. The actual baton yep. was the Philippines, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. yeah. In, okay. yeah, I was yeah say, I've, I've been to the memorial. I was wanted to make sure I wasn't. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that, that's in the south. That's uh, the actual ones in the South Pacific, like where they buried all those guys on the side of the road. Um, and what's cool is you get to go there, and apparently every year between six and a dozen, sometimes more survivors of the death march itself show up. Man, there can't be that many of those guys left. There are, there are not. Any, so this like I, when I there was an opportunity to do it, I immediately volunteered. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's. I'll, I'll go do that because those are people I want to meet and talk to, anyways. And it's just incredible that some of them are still alive, yeah. let alone all because of what happened on the death march. So, yeah, hats cool off. Uh, and we're gonna be raising some money for charity. Um, Very cool. When when you know more about the or send me the charity information and I'll uh, add it to the show notes. For sure, um, I can look that up today. And send it to you. I think. Yeah, and I'll, I'll find a link for the the uh, Baton Marathon uh, Memorial yeah. Marathon as well. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 
I'm also doing a relay race this summer with Johnny, uh, the guy I shoot with, and a couple other instructors. Where it's like a 200 and something mile race um, in Utah. Nice. So more running. Nice. Are you gonna hallucinate and have you? So well, yeah, there was a Joe there, Rogan where there's where a Joe Rogan like, where he interviews one of the uh, the no, most normal woman on earth who just happens to be like the best runner the on the best planet. ultra. Like they, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was a really cool interview. Yeah, she, no, uh, no special diet, like no nothing, nachos like and just, beer. Yeah, he's like, no, I just run a lot, but, and but just, just you know, like an animal. Yeah, she's insane. It's bonkers. I let listen to that when we were going up to L.A. Remember the. Uh, Ultra Marathon. Oh God, what Cor- is her Cor- name? Cor- the water. I think is her name. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She's like she saw some dude playing a cello and shit. Yep. Yeah. It was crazy. It was awesome. There, there are much easier ways to see things like that out in nature. <laughs> you yeah, don't have like- to go run for two hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a way to expedite that process, but. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I think Joe probably mentioned. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Is there anything else uh, you want to put out there or share or with what? Um, well, before that, or, tell tell us uh, about Mexico. Oh yeah, Mexico, dude. That yeah, looks so Mexico. much fun. So down in uh, Arlette and myself and some other um, people from all over the place came together for a Phoenix fly like family vacation over the winter time. Um, Robbie and Edo had Sam and Nate put together an event uh, down in Puerto Escondido, which is the South side of mainland uh, Mexico. And we did a whole bunch of mixed style wingsuit jumps, um, all from like 15,000 feet all over the ocean. We did everything from small group, angle and head down jumps to really mellow stacking jumps to dynamic xrw jumps it was incredible a huge learning experience and just a very relaxed fun time because there was no expectation put on anybody it was hey we want to show how much we appreciate this community of jumpers that jump these suits from robbie um, and have a good time in a place that's tropical during the winter time yeah, it was it was pretty spectacular. Cool, man. Yeah, no, that's super rad. There was definitely yeah. some FOMO going on Dude, all over the world. I'd never done before. Like, I got to backfly an XRW uh, dock with Ian Jensen, and then uh, Vicente Cahiga was doing a, a hand dock with him. Uh, Felix, yeah, Norwegian Felix was next to him. Robbie Peshnik was underneath me, and there was like five or ten other people flying around me. Yeah, it, yeah, it was there. It was ridiculous. Like it was, was crazy. Was Arlette there too? Yes. Ah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So awesome. It's it's pretty special to be able to do like a you know a twenty two way wingsuit jump. Right. Where everybody's there. Yeah, I was gonna say twenty two way and not be like completely terrified for your life. Yeah, you know, uh, like we were doing some jumps. And I think I posted some pictures of them and a little bit of video where we would have, uh, you know, 10 guys back flying all together and they were tight, like tight, tight and 15 plus people on top of them. Yeah. You know, that's pretty rad. Yeah. It's super rad, man. Yeah. 
Uh, Chris McDougal. Uh, Heard of him? I, I, Sounds familiar. Wait, who? McDoug. McDougs? McDougal? McDougal? Mr. McDougal can mm. uh, he can backfly like a like a like a boss, and he was holding his slot like crazy. I heard he likes to fry close to train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does. He likes carrots also. But uh, <laughs> he's a soul fryer. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> I guess we have to put a tag for that now. So um, Duke's, Duke's found his mojo. That's good. Yeah, man. Um, I, you know, it was cool to have it be so relaxed that guys – that weren't sure about the direction that they were taking some of the pieces of the sport they were involved in felt like they were energized by it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, and I love how like you can uh, take a, a positive group of people and go to a beautiful place and then just train and like have good have fun, you know, in the process. Like that's uh, that's yeah. one of the beautiful things about the sky sports. It was it was really cool, you know, and it was all fun you know, as safe as we could make it and then learning so much learning. Everybody was so open to just help, you know, like guys like Sam and Nate were being the base, just hanging out on their belly or on their back. So other people could work and learn. Right. There's, I mean, being the base is like being the drummer in the band, you know, like, like he sets the speed, he sets the pace. And like, if you have a crappy drummer, like the band is, probably not gonna be that great but you need a good base you know to uh you know so there's there's no yeah. shame in being the base it's all about no, that base i didn't mean it that way i meant like they were taking a humble position no yeah exactly no I, I'm, it's but i'm not saying, but, but it's not easy i but people look at me or brian and be like we need someone to be the base and we're brian and i look at each other like are you really the base no are you really the base like I, you know but i've, I've come but to it's a, but it's a good you know like it's a it's not it's a it's a good position to it's be. the most important position yeah because yeah, if you want people to succeed, yeah, you, know? you decide whether or not the f- jump is yeah. going to be total dog shit. It can go well, or it can be a damn mess. Yeah, yeah. But, because of that. Yeah, I I agree. So yeah, that's rad. We, we got some really cool stuff, and it's going to happen hopefully every year in the same place. Same place. Very cool. Oh, nice. So we're we're looking at doing it uh, as a yearly thing. Robbie was super stoked by the event. Um, he was really happy about how it went. Um, yeah, and definitely going to do more, you know. And it, it Very cool. Sorry, I was, was messing with the controls there. Uh, yeah, awesome, man. Well, hey, Trevor, thank you for being on the show and, uh, you know, supporting this and, and talking to us. It's just great to catch up with you. Like, um, we, we miss you. We don't do this enough. I don't do this enough with my friends. So that's that's part of what keeps this podcast going is the fact that we just get to like chat with our friends and not be on our phones and like just uh catch up about the good times and hopefully share some stuff with people that aren't as uh familiar with the sky sports as we are and maybe give them a different perspective or encourage them to you know, do something a little bit outside of their comfort zone. Um, so thanks for being a part of that. Yeah, man. No, thanks for having me on. Like it's been, a it's been a cool year so far. Uh, and I mean like the last 12 months, not necessarily just 2018. Right. You know, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. That's why I volunteered to be on what months ago. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, anytime. 
know, when we can figure out between all of us, right. it would be a good time. Fun. Yeah, it's it's been cool, like to help support people that I believe in, like you guys, you know, and you know, like I've felt the same way by some of the sponsors that have picked me up. Um, yeah, it's been really cool, man. Um, yeah. Like I've been, you know, get out of the couple sponsors that are supporting right. me right now. Well, and like it's funny because like on paper numbers wise, we were at about the same spot, but you just had so much like ninja action that I hadn't had. So it was like I, I was like I felt like little brother, you know, like uh, when we would go hit those spots uh, out in Aloha Land. So it was, yeah, but yeah. you're taller than me. Well, there, yeah, that's, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but. Yeah, so it's always uh, when when we were developing this podcast, I knew you were one of the people I wanted to get on or talk to, you know, Sick, man. Er, early I, and soon and often. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, cool. All right, bro. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, it's we're about to go to bed here over here in Germany. What? Right. Our well, day. Man, we're we're, we're capping off the day with a right. Super awesome yeah. fun talk. Awesome, dude. Cool. So we're well, super nice we're super stoked. When, let us know more when you guys are coming out. Yeah, give us give us some closer or, you know, offline. Give us some uh, more accurate dates, and we'll we'll start putting a plan together. For sure, sounds good, man. All right, we'll, uh, all right love, love you, Arlette. You know, ciao, ciao. Brian into her tunnel suit. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. And, and we'll let I'm her just... put on Brian's because we we got some we, we got there some we go. order with Tonefly. I'm gonna I'm gonna start Perfect. doing weighted crunches and planks right now. I'll come work you out. I'm just gonna go <laughs> cruise your Instagram and Hey-o. take some inspiration. <laughs> All right, bro. Check you later. Later, buddy. Ciao, ciao. Nice. That was fun. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Trevor Thompson. Trevor Thompson, former, everybody. Former Navy SEAL, leapfrog. All around yeah, badass. All around, teach you how to shoot stuff and kill things. Shoot and move. Yeah. Shoot, move, communicate, survive. Yankee Oscar. Lima Oscar. YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> Northwest right. Sector. Do you guys think you want to add, Brian? No. All right. No, I got nothing else. This was a Base Life podcast. Thanks, guys. We're out. Talk to you later. All right. If you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife2014 at gmail.com, facebook.com backslash the baselife. And on Instagram, we're at base.life. All right. Thanks.